0: Hello, my friends, and welcome. Once again, I'm Paul White. It's the DDP, the Deeper Daily Podcast, the 28th day of March. It's a Monday, a brand new week. Grace to you as you journey out into the week. I pray favor on you as you finish the month of March here in 2022. Start to head into the second quarter very, very soon of the of the year. Uh, I pray that you are walking in the free favor of God. This week will mark... Um, the end of March, and therefore we will do the essay edition. It'll come up on Thursday. I'm writing that now, and we'll have it up and ready for you on Thursday's edition. Speaking of writing, I like to give you frequent updates, or at least infrequent updates, on our current writing schedule. We are in the 10th chapter on my new book that is tentatively titled Greater Than Jonah. I'm currently writing the 10th chapter Um'm pretty happy with where we are on the first nine. Um, I've went back through and done rewrites and so I'm actually farther along than it sounds because when you're writing, you got to go back and do rewrites and edits and all that. I've actually already went back and did rewrites on the first uh, four chapters. We've even had some other eyeballs looking at a few chapters to, to round out and flesh out some areas that I might have missed. And so we have I've even done some touch-ups on the second set of four chapters. So we're really, while writing the 10th chapter, we're uh, nearing the end. Probably a 12-chapter book. Um, I had hoped to be done by now. My goal was to try to be done by April. It's not going to happen. I think I'll be done with the principal writing by the end of April. Um, so we'll see. But definitely it's coming and it should be at the worst out by the early summer, and so I'll keep all of you guys posted uh, and we'll uh, let you know from there. So there's your update. It was probably beyond time for me to give you one of those updates on our writing. I've been getting emails and responses from people who have other things they want us to write about. Um, I can't tell you for sure what's next, but I've got a couple of things brewing that I think I'm going to have to put on paper and that'll probably be what we just roll right into, and I'll let you know when I know. Okay, um, there is a, a a thing that stands out to me in Genesis 41. We started this chapter yesterday. It's the chapter in which Pharaoh begins to has his dream. Ultimately, that dream brings Joseph to to power. He is brought all the way up to second in command in Egypt because of the wisdom and the spirit of the Lord that's on him. Joseph is this great example of what happens as we allow the Father to be the influence on our lives and bring us up the ladder his way. Here's Joseph who went to prison because he was accused of trying to molest Potiphar's wife. We knew it wasn't what happened because we got to see behind the scenes, but he gets thrown into prison. And a couple of years later, he's taken up out of prison. He uses the gift that God gives him as an interpreter of dreams to be put into a position of power in Egypt. And what does that say about to you and I, other than trust the favor of God when things don't go your way, use the gifts God's given you and trust that he'll put you where you need to be. And it doesn't mean you'll climb all the way up to the second in command in the country or any of those things. It's just an allegory. It it doesn't mean it didn't exist. It just means it's, for you and I, it's an allegory of, hey, I'm true to who I am. It's not about me. It's about letting him do something through me. And as I do that, even if things don't go my way, even if I'm wrongfully accused, even if I'm falsely imprisoned, I trust the one who's able to bring me out and deliver me up. And that's Joseph. And the, the thing that stands out in our constant comparison to him and Christ, well, of course, Christ is put on the cross having done nothing wrong. There's those examples of going down into a prison, going down into prison to deliver the spirits at his death, and he didn't do anything to deserve prison. You... You get those. Those are pretty simple comparisons and simple illustrations. Here's one that is often missed, and I'll admit, I don't think a lot about this either. When Joseph comes to power in Genesis 41, the Bible says that Pharaoh called his name, verse 45, he called his name Zaphnath-Paniah. Zaphnath-Paniah is Egyptian, for God speaks and God lives. And then this, he gave him as a wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of own so joseph went out over the, all the land of egypt he's 30 years old which is the age jesus is when he goes into ministry here's another jesus joseph comparison jesus comes up out of egypt joseph of course is ruler in egypt but don't miss this joseph has verse 50 two sons born before the years of famine whom Asanath, the daughter of Potiphar,el priest of own, bore to him. He calls the name of the first Manasseh. Verse 52, he calls the name of the second Ephraim. Have you ever thought about the fact that Manasseh and Ephraim, or Manasseh and Ephraim, depending on how you want to pronounce it, sons of Joseph, very popular names. They go through the whole course of Israel's history, Manasseh and Ephraim, as two of the tribes. Their mom is Egyptian, so break that down. Manasseh and Ephraim's mom is Gentile. Manasseh and Ephraim's mom is not in the bloodline of the people of Israel. And you might say, well, the people of Israel are not yet a people, and you're right. They haven't formed as a nation. Judaism as a religion doesn't exist. We're pre saging all of that, but we are still looking at Egypt, a place that is characterized often through the biblical narrative as the place of the world. Joseph takes an Egyptian bride, a.k.a. a Gentile bride and bears children with her. Jesus takes a Gentile bride and bears fruit with her. And I don't mean a natural woman. I mean the supernatural thing called the church Comprised primarily of a Gentile bride, I know that's not the way it starts, but it's most certainly the way that it ends, or it's most certainly the way that it is as Jesus incorporates or takes in to who He is uh, as His spouse, all of us. We are, if you want to, if you really want to be true to the story as an allegory, we're not Joseph, we're not Pharaoh, we are Asenath the daughter of Potipharah, priest of own. We are the Gentile bride. And that's okay. Joseph, as Jesus, bears something great through us. This will also be Manasseh and Ephraim will be the subject of the end of the book of Genesis when Jacob, Joseph's father, blesses Joseph's sons and will eventually bless the younger over the elder. It'll be a repeat of the Jacob and Esau story. We'll get to that. That's coming up. Tomorrow we're going to uh, we're going to to bring out one more little thing from the end of forty one that I see a direct correlation to the life and ministry of Jesus. Tomorrow, Pharaoh plays Mary, Joseph plays Jesus in a prescient moment to the marriage at Cana. See if you can find it. That's a good piece of homework from the end of Genesis 41. We'll do it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.